Tanya for the 27th of Adar, a first story. The Chidusha Harim, Yitzhak Meir Ger, was once um, handed a, a letter from, from someone on behalf of his friend. And the Yitzhak Meir of Ger looked at the Kvetzal and then he spat and he didn't want to look at the notes. He just looked at it, glanced at it, and then spat and wasn't interested. And the person was very confused because he was bringing it on behalf of his friends. And he decided to wait a little bit and then um, and then bring it back. So he brought it back to the Chidush Harim. And the Chidush Harim took a look at the, the letter and he said, this man, he illuminates the entire world. And the... The the friend who had given this letter on behalf of you know on behalf of his friend was very confusing. He asked the Harim, before you took exactly the same letter and you took one look at it and you spat. Now you're saying this this man illuminates. He said when I took the letter the first time he was playing cards. Now he's lighting the, the Hanukkah lights. Our power of being able to, unlike angels, have um, um, growth and elevate this world is going to become a big theme in chapter 32. Quickly what we're saying until now, because I'm going to rush through today's Sanya very quickly. Um, we were talking about kavana, intentional mitzvah, connecting to God versus doing the actual mitzvah itself. So when a person does a mitzvah with kavana or a person does a mitzvah without kavana. And then we spoke about the end of chapter 38. We spoke about there's two levels of kavana of intention. One is yolid, maybe nasa avanir. A person actually sits down and, and fires up in his in his brain an intellectual based love and fear towards God. And the second one is one says, listen, I can't do that. And my brain my brain power is not too much. But I agree. I'm muskin that inside I I admit that inside of me there's a piece of God that I, that automatically loves God automatically. And I appreciate that that's the way I naturally love God. And with that the person does them it's a two levels of commander one higher than the other. Now I'm going to start to talk about what's going on Kabbalistically speaking on those two levels, like what, those two, levels, where do they reach? What, what, where do they bring that person to mitzvah? Because we know there's a big difference. This is the first point. So so fascinating is we talk with great so much great respect about angels and of course we need to but at the same time what's fascinating about them is they are technically speaking just creatures like all the other animals in fact if you look at the description of yechesko describing the angels he calls them by the name of highest animals and behemoths animals beasts and animals and in davening when we talk about the angels we we'll talk about the beasts and animals we're not belittling them we'll just explain that they have this natural instinct of love towards god not something that they cultivate or, in, or develop on an intellectual level, just something that's naturally there. God created beings that just naturally love him and feel him, and that's angels. The tzaddikim intellectually feel God, and that, therefore, technically speaking, they reach much higher levels. Now, Atom has a quick bracket. We're not going to deal with it too much because it's a little more complicated than, than, than what it seems to serve as value. The Atom says, technically speaking, all angels come from the world of Yitzhira, which is the third level. But there are some angels that come from higher. Basically, Kabbalah talks about there are certain special types of angels that do have intellectually based um, connection to God. But de- generally speaking, angels of the world of Yitzhira, the third level, 
tzaddikim reach the second level of the world, which is intellectually stimulated love and fear towards God. Well, now the second point. Now we need to understand the difference. In the third world, the dominant um, elements in the third world are the six spheres, the six emotional spheres, which we mean is chesed, not malchus. Those are illuminating most brightly, most powerfully. Their impact is most felt in the third world. That's because a person has an emotional reaction, emotional love towards God when doing a mitzvah. They bring that mitzvah, or they bring themselves, actually. They bring themselves to that location. So you have all the angels, different camps of angels, and when they serve God, it's an emotionally driven um, um, experience, either it's chesed or it's gross or, um, or a mixture or, or the other the other spheres mixed in as well or included within within it as well. And their emotional experience is found in the third world, where, which is the emotional world. But the second world, the second world is intellectually driven. There's four worlds. The highest world, we'll talk about in, we'll talk about in a little bit. The second world is intellectually driven. It's called the throne. A throne is somewhere where a person sits down on. So obviously it's not Atsilus, it's not the highest world. But it's the mother it's called the supernal mother. Why? Because the bina, the, the, the intelligence, and das is so strongly felt there. The intellectual process is all felt. And now what causes a person to feel something? Why a person loves something so much? Because he understands it. So the emotional spectrum, let's call it, is Yasir, the third world. The second world is what leads into it. Now when a person um, spends his life activating his mind to love and fear God, not just general love and fear without activation of the mind of saying, I admit that there's a love and fear inside of me automatically, but if it doesn't actually activate love and fear, be based on his intelligence, well, then it's most appropriate that his hanging out place would be in a place that's intellectually driven, which is the second world. I'll read in feeling of the heart. So this tzaddik spent time creating emotions in his heart, not just regular emotions, emotions based on intelligence. So therefore, the place that he hangs out is the second world. Now, now the third point of today's time. And I'll summarize all five points at the end of, at the end of today's time. This is actually the souls themselves. So in a soul itself, there's five levels, three of which would actually interact with a person in a, in a specific way. These three levels, only... One level of that, of a tzaddik, actually reaches Bria. Remember, Bria is so high. It's a second world. It's unbelievably holy and it's intellectually stimulated. One level of a tzaddik is able to reach that. And regular people who sp spend their time you know, with innate love towards God, not intellectually stimulated, they go to the third world. So let me read it inside. The actual level of the shaman. The highest level of the of the tzaddik's neshama. 
regular people and the other two levels of the of a tzaddik's neshama they they hang out in the third one in the world of Yitzhira on Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh by way of the holiness of that day through a pillar that connects the world of Bria to the world of Yitzhira or the level, higher level of Ganeid and the lower level of Ganeid different words for, for what I believe is elements of the same thing they're able to travel up and there's a very fascinating story of the Bashamta which talks about Nishamas going up and Rosh Hashanah which is obviously Rosh Chodesh very fascinating to look at that story and the Bashamta of Sormashiach that's the reference the point is, there are times when 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 all neshamas go up, but generally speaking, the the people that serve tzaddik and serve Hashem with a intellectually stimulated love and fear, they're able to have the second world and third world is for everyone else and the other parts of the neshama. So the greatest joy. For a neshama is that it's to come close to God, to understand God. And intellectual joy is an incredible form of joy. Of course, human beings are limited, we're not fully understand, but whatever we're able to understand of God, that creates incredible joy to the neshama. Now comes the fourth part. Now, until now, we said that tzaddikim are higher than angels because they're able to trigger a intellectually stimulated love of God. But regular people, like animals, and like angels are all are all just emotional nature driven, you know, natural natural love towards God. Says Zal Trevor, well, it's not that simple. Human beings actually have an advantage over Malachim. So why are regular souls able to at times reach higher than angels, higher locations than angels? Because we have this incredible edge. We have a body. We have an experience in this world. Angels don't have that. And when we elevate this world, when we crush impurity and, and lift up Kumbasnaya um, and bring it to Kedusha, we have this incredible experience that gives us a sense of purity that enables us to, to reach higher. And because we have free choice, unlike angels, we don't have free choice. And when we choose to have love and fear and then use that love and fear to change this world, it creates an incredible edge for a human being over, yes, even an angel. The advantage of a of a of a light coming when, when going into a dark room than going into a lit room, of course, is completely different. We change this. We use our free choice to change this world for goodness, and then generate love and fear. Yes, it might be a natural love and fear, but that gives us an incredible edge. And now for the fifth and final point of today's very long time yet. Until now, what we're talking about is where do neshamas hang out as a, as a consequence, or as a, as a reward, let's call it, for their incredible love and fear of God. But what about the actual mitzvah itself? Where does a mitzvah go? We know where the souls go, Second world, third world, respectively. But where does the actual mitzvah itself go? And that's this is this is where it gets really fascinating. <laughs> 
Now the the unlike the actual the actual summits, which kind of go into the what's called the, the outer area of each world, a mitzvah is connected to God. And a mitzvah is the will of God, which means when it goes somewhere, yes, it might go to Bri or Yitzir, depending on what intention was was used when it was done, but it doesn't go to just the regular hanging out area of that world. It goes right into the base of the world. It goes right to the epicenter of that world. And the epicenter is connected to the world that's higher. And in the case of Yitzira, Bria. And then Bria is directly the epicenter of Bria, which is connected to Yitzira. It's connected directly to Atzillus, which is connected directly to Godliness. So mitzvahs don't experience the same, you know, um, peripheral hanging out um, to holiness of the worlds that the souls do. Mitzvahs are connected directly to God. When we do a mitzvah, that mitzvah goes right up to God. It doesn't. It doesn't go to to the the general worlds. It, we're talking. What's so fascinating is a mitzvah is higher than a soul. That's the premise was brought up earlier in Tanya. So repeat it again now. So a mitzvah is goes to the world, but not to regular world. Straight into the center of that world. And that center of the yud sphere, so the, the ten levels of that world, is connected to the high world, the higher world, and then connected directly to God. So when a person does a mitzvah, that mitzvah connects directly to Godliness, and in the most unlimited. Um, Powerful format. But you'd say that's ain't on the shamas, but souls ain't in the class They're not connected straight to this powerful source of, of godliness. They hang out in the let's call the chambers, the palaces, the hanging out locations in these different worlds. The Nishamas don't aren't able to reach near the location where a mitzvah is able to reach. But now what's interesting is. It's the the nisham is able to leverage the fact that it's done a mitzvah. And what's so interesting is that the nishama goes about it did a mitzvah with love and fear, and so that nishama, let's say for example, and it goes to the world of bria. The tzaddik's neshama goes to the hanging out locations within Bria, the chambers and palaces in Bria. The mitzvah, on the other hand, goes to the epicenter of Bria, connects to Atzillus, which connects directly with pure godliness. And then that light shines back down on the person in the world of Bria, let's call it, who did that mitzvah. So when we say that the reward of doing a mitzvah is a mitzvah, that the actual reward of doing the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. It sounds like a hyper, hyperbol, hyperbolic statement, a cute statement. No, we, in this case, the author says, no, it's very much a literal. When a person does a mitzvah, their reward is that mitzvah shining back down upon them. In summary, we, we talked about tzaddikim being greater than malachim. We talked about the difference between wh whether um, the shamas go to Bria or whether they go to Yitzhira. The dwelling place of souls and the level of Sadiqim versus regular people. Then we talked about the advantages of our actions versus Malachim, that we have free choice and we elevate with love and fear that with, with, with tests, et cetera. And, and then we talked about, in conclusion, we talked about uh, mitzvah completely unites with God, doesn't just hang out in the locations of the world, it actually goes to the epicenter of the world. Thanks so much for joining. Tanya, 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 Tanya,